right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. We are here, Fort Worth, Texas, at the National Fantasy Football Convention. Tate Frazier, the executive producer of this podcast, is working his ass off here. What's happening, Tate? How's it going, Sal? Happy to be here. A lot of music behind us, so I apologize. A lot it's of not music. my fault. We're competing. Tate's yes. been dancing the whole day. It's yes, hard to of even course. Get I can't stop This dancing. music is crazy. Not only is Tate here, though, but for the very first time, I believe, we are all in the room together. It's me and my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. You could all say hi at once. This is What's great. going on, What's Sal? Sal? What's Isn't going on, nice? buddy? Um, we are at this fantasy football convention. Captain Morgan is paying for the whole thing. What a time we're having here. We're going to have a bunch of guests lined up. Uh, we're going to talk fantasy. Now, we have been in a fantasy league since, what is it, 1993, Parlay Kid? That's right, Sal. 1993, we're going on our uh, 25th anniversary, or maybe even year 26 I think now. this is a 26th yeah, year. 26 25th years. 25th anniversary. Harry, you and I were in seniors in college. I was a senior in college. You still had uh, many, many years left, <laughs> even though we're the same age. Uh, Parlay Kid, you were on Long Island. We were in the league together. And Brother Bry, you were his partner. You were very young at the time. Yeah, I think I was like... I was, what, 11 or 12 years old when I joined Darren, and uh, I think yeah. the next year I came on full-time. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. And I, Really, back then, what young kids were doing fantasy football? Nobody at that age. Brian might have been lot. the youngest fantasy football yeah, player I, at that time I ever. think I started yeah. at 8 years old. We did, an, we, we did another league, that Darren and I, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think I was 8. And you'll stop at 80. I mean, there's no end in sight. But the thing is, Parlegan, I'm trying to, we're trying to tally up how many times we've, the four of us have won in 25 years. You think, to the best of your knowledge, you won that first inaugural year, uh, yeah, right? I think I, I definitely won year one, Sal. And uh, since we really have records of it with, uh, you know, online, uh, I haven't won since, as far as I can recall. So yeah. one win for me, my exact record, I think, over the last... Uh, 15 or so years of fantasy, I think is exactly even. 127, really? 127 wins, 127 losses. So worth it, right? Very, I'm so mediocre. You only put in like 300 <laughs> so, hours a so year. So mediocre in everything in my life. And Harry, really. Harry, you, uh, you have a, you, you talk a lot of shit, but you've only really won once too, right? I won once, and I'm a game behind the parlay kid. I'm 126 and 128. <laughs> There you go. And I've only won once, and that was about nine years ago or maybe more. Brother Bry, you're the most successful of the four of us. You've made it to the finals many, many times. Yeah. Were you only I, won a couple? I think I, I've only won twice, I think, but I think I've been to like I think I've been to like eight finals, which yeah. is which is a lot for our league. Yeah. So in other words, we've funded Yeah, I'm two and <laughs> I think I'm like two and six. Yeah. My Let team doesn't show up in the finals. Yeah, where you're signing next, yeah. <laughs> So, you brought it up like 25 years ago. We would score, I would score by hand. I would also, and then when I moved to California, I would send you guys the weekly results. I'd send you the standings. I'd, uh, I'd send you the top scorers and the, uh, the weekly results by mail. I'd actually put a stamp on it and send it from California times 10 to everyone in the league. And then I'm like, no one's reading this stupid thing. I, I'd stopped immediately. Um, so now we've changed rules over the years. Uh, we don't do an auction. I would love to do an auction. My West Coast League, we do an auction. Uh, out East, we don't do one. And it's because our one friend, Frank, has not purchased a laptop or an iPad. And he really just can't. Yeah. And he had a flip phone yeah. up until like a week ago. Yeah. So we can't do an auction. We're stuck doing this snake trap. It's amazing. Yeah, and, this, and with this guy, we won't really, we could call him Frank, and he's, 
He's in the uh, political realm. Yeah. And yet he's he's like 30 years behind the times with right. this technology. Yeah, it's really uh, terrible. It's, how is that? To, 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 how is he? Well, to explain to everybody out there what type of guy Frank is in terms of the fantasy world, he's made many mistakes. He's one of the, he's that guy that's, a, everyone has a guy in their league at some point who <clears throat> doesn't have for the week that he's got to start. He doesn't have a kicker or he doesn't have yeah. a defense. And we might remind him and say, hey, you know, you have to go grab somebody off the waiver wire, and he still doesn't do it. And sometimes it even boils down to the end of the season when it comes down to playoff positioning, and he still hasn't done it. it. So, it's, yeah. so it sucks. And so here's it what sucks about so him not everybody. having a kicker or a defense. Frank will draft two kickers and two defenses before anyone else has their lineup set, you know? Like he, he, he doubles and triples up on terrible positions. And like Harry said, he really just when he, he'll be like four and nine, and then just it's it's game on. He just won't put a quarterback in. It's, Email me at cousin sal against all odds at gmail.com and let me know what we should do with someone like Frank. Year after year, he tries to screw over the year, uh, the league. Right, Brian? Yeah, I know. Uh, I would say Harry does not want an auction though either, right? Harry really? complains about auctions for ad drops, right? I do, I do complain you, about that. I have my own theory on that where. Uh, Let's hear this. Now we we went. What look. we did was we used to do. Let me just set it up. We have ad drops. We do the snake because we had to do the snake thing for the regular draft. I said let's at least do an auction, a hundred fake dollars each for the free agent picks up. Let, let's do that. Harry, you don't like that. I don't like it because look, if you burn your, you know, if you don't have a good team and you have injuries at the very beginning and you have to get guys right off the bat and put them in that tubs of money, and then you don't have anything in the season. If it boils down to you have a shot at the playoff at the end, and you're coming up to it, and you don't have any money left, you're not going to be able to get that guy where if you still were in maybe, like our league is a 10-player league and always has been, if you have, you know, if you're still close and you have like the sixth pick, you still can be able to get a guy. But if you don't have any money, it's a toss-up if you're going to get the guy, and you're probably not going to get him. Yeah, but why should you get the first pick week after week? We still want to hear this. The first though. pick. I'm saying my point is, is that if you have like the third or fourth pick, you have a shot at getting that guy that you want. Where if you have no money left and someone else does, you're not going to get that guy, and your team's still going to. You're probably going to lose because you're not getting the guy that you need for that week to beat somebody. More and still have a shot. I'm dizzy playoffs. from this. Oh, you hate this. You hate this, brother Bribe. Probably get you. How many moves did he make last year? Twenty-four. I said he made twenty-four. He stretched out his hundred dollars to record. make twenty-four moves. Yeah, I did make that. I, I did make that many moves. But when you uh, go all in on uh, and I got I got hard knocks. I went with Tampa Bay players all over the place. I went Winston. <laughs> this is everyone I went else's Winston. Problem. I went Martin. I went Cameron yeah. Bray. I, when you know when you have no production out of those guys, you yeah. had to burn. I had to burn my money at the beginning. Yeah, he and I had he also loves fleecing guys like Frank too, and, and, and yeah, deals too. Fair. Yeah, you love you love doing that too, right? You really took advantage of that that Tampa Bay situation this year, Harry. Too. Well, that was a weird thing, Harry. The, the you want to explain that? I don't really even want to get it. Tate, let me Look. just ask you real quick. What do you do for waiver? What do you mean? You do free agent, or do you do like worst record? Because to me, the guy who's one and two. With uh, uh, with 160 points, needs more help than the guy who's 0 and 3, 
with 250 points. Or you know what I'm saying. I think it's worst record, right? That's really? fair. I like every record. week. I like worst record. I like worst record. Uh, every week. You stay alive. You still are in it. You still yeah, have a chance. It gives you hope. It makes you so you set your lineup. That, that's coming from the mouth of obviously a loser. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, on your side. You no, know I, I, I get not Tate. Not I mean new Tate. I meant Harry. No, Tate, Tate's in the camp. Too. I'm also a loser. If he's all in, he's all that's in. What, that's what last year I took a chance because I took Peyton Barber from Tampa Bay at the end. And he actually paid off for me and gave me a chance because he was available still. Another question I want to pose to the uh, our listeners right now, Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. Do you or do you not tell a person if they've drafted someone who's injured? Now, this is our friend Frank does this. He'll take like LeGarrette Blunt or somebody with the, he'll, he'll be with the 10th pick and either with the 10th or 11th pick, he'll take LeGarrette Blunt and we're like, uh, we know he's out like the first three weeks, and he, shit, he shouldn't be taken there anyway, even if he was healthy. What do you do, Parley Kid? Do you tell him? Do you say something? Well, look, as far as I'm concerned, you don't say a thing. But I think most of the guys in our league, so I think we've, we've kind of given in on that, right? Where I think we've come clean a lot of times and yeah. said, nah, listen, he's out till week six. Yeah. Don't take him. I'm, I don't think we should say a word. Well, uh, I, Frank is also the same guy who announced halfway through our draft three years ago that Kenny Rogers had died. Yeah, he's not focused yeah. at all. He's, yeah, he's so all over the place. Really, really unbelievable. Yeah. I, but I, maybe we could do it where... If, and by the we, way, that was as accurate as he gets yeah. in, the, in these drafts. Yeah. I think maybe we could do that where until we can keep helping him along the way until he actually makes the playoffs, which when's the last Has he made the playoffs ever? When's the last time he did? I don't know. He's definitely never won it. He's one of the two teams that never's won it. In our yeah, league. only two teams haven't won. Yeah. I, I've I've lost to Frank a couple times when he's had no quarterback in yeah. too. So that's so it's problem. unbelievable. Yeah, did that happen last year? Yeah, it happened last so you'll year. Scream I think it happens Frank, every like, year. How can you not put a quarterback in? You know Russell Wilson was on a bye. You could have pulled, picked somebody up. Your two backups are injured. How can you do that? You suck. We're never having you back. And then he'll end up beating whoever he plays that week. That's anyway. right. Exactly right. It's terrible. It happens every year. Brother Brian, what, what's your take on telling people when they've yeah, chosen Yeah, I, I don't know. Injured? I think I would say if you, if it happened within like a day or the last two days, I'd maybe forgive somebody. Again, it, it even shows if you're doing it on the computer, it'll tell you if the guy's injured. Yeah. But if somebody's been hurt for like three or four weeks and you have no idea, it's, I have no sympathy for you. That's okay. I mean, the, the, the <laughs> truth of the matter is if everyone's doing it online, you, you'll see the red cross. You'll yeah, see you, the, got, you, know. you got to know that means injured. It's the most awkward moment of the year when someone like Frank takes an injured player with his second pick, and then there's like six seconds of silence. Like, all right, who's going to be the good guy or the asshole, however you want to say it, right. and jumps in here. He's but, also, by like the way, teams call the, you know, the Browns and say, hey, you probably shouldn't take Baker Mayfield number one. You know, no, you, right. you do what you do. You make your pick. You live with it. He's yeah. also, Frank's also known for picking guys. If he does pick, when he does pick guys, he picks them way too early in terms of what they're projected to be. I mean, he's gone Isaiah Crowell in the second round. He's gone LeGarrette Blunt like three times when when Blunt was supposed to be maybe a fifth or sixth rounder, and yeah. he's taken him in the first round one year, three years ago. Yeah, right. Kenny Rogers year, he took him in the first round, in the <laughs> second round, seventeenth overall. Oh man! Well, listen, that that brings us to our sponsored segment. That thank you, Harry, for leading us in. Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events, and we're going to do this one because Harry talked about it. 
over under in your fantasy game uh, in your fantasy draft in this case our fantasy draft over under 31 picks before someone accidentally drafts a player who's already been taken 31 picks so one pick into the fourth round now obviously if you're doing this online you're, you're, uh, you're you this would not include you because you will see if a player is taken parley kid are we going to go three full rounds and a pick before someone probably this guy frank doubles up on someone who's taken. Sal, uh, I'm going to take the over on this. Uh, I'm hoping Frank listens to this podcast <laughs> and uh, really uh, realizes all the errors of his ways. So I'm going to take the over. But we also have to realize Harry's not immune to this either. Harry's, the reason, Harry's already talking about kickers in the second round, defenses in the third round, being a little unorthodox this year. Mm. So... Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see this happen until after. I'm thinking round four or five where Brother John yeah. does something like this. Absolutely. He'll be, he'll be announcing somebody, drafting somebody that was picked three rounds before. John right. deserves to take, get drilled a little too. Take the over. Over 31, 31. picks, Brother Brian. Yeah, I'm going to go under because, like you said with, about the computer, we have two guys, not only Frank, we have Brother John, who does not – Use a computer at all for the draft, so I Call, put just calls out. His I pick. put in stuff for him. Right. I put in his picks for him, but he won't be paying attention. Uh, but I still, I, I'll still say it's going to be Frank in the second round. There's no doubt in my mind he'll call somebody out. He'll Under. draft Beckham, who was drafted with the eighth pick. He'll he'll ask to take him with the nineteenth. It's Harry? it's a no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Brother Bry. I'm going under 31 too. Uh, our buddy Frank really does make ludicrous <laughs> statements and, and screws up a lot. Right. And uh, it's Kenny Rogers, the uh, singer, by the way, not the baseball ex-player right. uh, that Rangers. he claimed that was dead uh, three years ago. But, uh, I, you know, and he just got married, too, which, by the way, I wasn't invited to the wedding. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> but um, anyways, since he's married, he'll, he'll be more, even though he's so not into fantasy right off the bat, but even more now that he just got married, so he's probably not even allowed to even check shit out. But also, I'm going to throw uh, another member of our uh, fantasy uh, group in, under the bus where this guy named Chris has made numerous mistakes as well. Uh. Right, Buzz? Anyways, that's his nickname in the fantasy league. So uh, he, we've gone back and forth with nicknames, and he's used my name for a couple things, zinging me back and forth. So Chris has made a couple mistakes too, so I'm going to go with the under. It'll either be Frank or Chris. All right, under 31 picks. I'm, for the sake of humanity, I hope everyone gets their crap together. And go. I'm gonna go over 31 picks. Uh, and by the way, is there anything more insulting than someone calling out Jordan Howard's name in the fifth round and you took him? It's like, no, jackass. I took him with the 12th pick overall. <laughs> do, you, do you really think my pick was that bad that oh, you can now take him 40 picks later? It's a it's a huge slap in the face, that and, is, uh, that and is it's true. negligent, is what it is. All right, well, that's it. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's talk about um, players on teams we don't like. Harry, you stick by this in fantasy. You refused. You hate the Dallas Cowboys, uh, although you're, you're afraid to admit it among this group. We're in Dallas, Texas. They'll hang you. They'll execute you. They don't care. What do you think? You will never take a Dallas Cowboy on your team. I can't take a Dallas Cowboy. Cannot do it because no matter if I, I make the playoffs, don't make the playoffs, uh, win the league, which 
It's like I said, only happened once. I can't take Dallas Cowboys because I can't root for them. I just rather them be terrible. I'd rather what, the years of Romo, the years of I just now now Dak. I, I just want them to be bad. So why would I ever want? I'm never take Elliott. If I had the first pick, I wouldn't take Elliott. If you Don't had want, the if you had the seventh pick, would you take Elliott? Sell, seventh pick, <laughs> I would absolutely not take Elliott. <laughs> really? Absolutely not. Wow. Just don't want to take, take Cowboys. You, you'd take Doug don't Martin? <laughs> take him again and get smoked. Uh, uh, I just listen. I just don't take Cowboys. Don't like him. Don't want to root for him. And that's that. That's uh, Harry. It's a, it's a tried and true formula. He's uh, won four percent of the time. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Harry, what, I, what? Just explain to me then. Why would you take a Redskin or an Eagle then, as a Giant fan? I really don't like taking them either because the Reds. But the Redskins don't win. Eagles finally won. Cowboys. Hate them worse than anybody. Don't want any Cowboys. Don't want to root for them. Don't want anything. I want all injuries for the Cowboys. So they wow. got to put in bums afterwards. Don't what want Cowboys. Wow. wow. So all injuries. He's rooting for injuries. What do you think of that, Tate? Harry's supposed to be the nicest guy here. He's rooting for injuries. Not only won't he take them, he wants them all to get hurt. It's it's You're blinded, Harry. Tate, I'll, Tate, I'll take Panthers any day. Thank you. See, I'm back on it. Good job, Harry. Yep. <laughs> Tate, who's the Panther anyone should take this year? I like Curtis Samuel as a sleeper. I really? think he's a guy that's going to get some more touches. Uh, McCaffrey's going to be the the one that people take, like, first, second round. I don't really like that. Uh, I don't I don't think he's going to be the number one guy. Uh, punches. Punches is going to be the top target. So. It's, it's what about nice more? that these guys don't have to, uh, yeah, that more is a first-round pick. It's nice that, though, that they now they can run their rights, uh, their routes, and not have to step over a sleeping Kelvin Benjamin. Like, yes, they're literally he's just up in asleep. Buffalo. He's very asleep. He's eating all the cheese curds he can yeah. find. So it's right. great. What do you think, Paul? Like no, I agree with that. In terms of the, the Panthers, yeah, I, I like Moore. I think he's going to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to jinx him, but I yeah. believe in DJ Moore. Yeah, and I, 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 I kind of agree with you, McCaffrey. Yep. I was a little disappointed in McCaffrey last year. I know yeah. some people, uh, fantasy wise, are high on him this year. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if he fit into the pro game as well as I thought he was going to fit into it last year. Maybe he'll catch uh, some more passes. They'll put him in the slot more a little bit this year. I, I don't know. I was a little down on him last year. Still, maybe worthy of a third fourth round pick his final play was that uh when they put him in the slot and he had that long touchdown against the saints when they were coming back so i think a lot of Those people the remember we that use. there christian mccaffrey reasoning brother brian do you take players on teams that you hate i mean i really hate the chiefs i really hate the broncos the Raiders i fans. feel yeah. bad i feel bad for the chargers fans but that being said for fantasy football if there's a guy out there if kareem hunts there i'm picking six or seven yeah, I'm gonna take him still, and then when they play the Raiders, I'm gonna hope you know he has 80 yards and a touchdown. We still win the game. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's a listen. It's about winning, right? Yeah. It's about winning. So whatever it takes to win, you do. And look, worst case, it's a bonus, right? I I you know, if the guy doesn't have a great game, you say, well, you know what? Uh, Zeke didn't have a great game against the Giants today, so. I win both ways. My yeah. fantasy team might have lost, but the Giants won because Zeke had a bad game. Darren, in fairness to me and you and to me and Sal, it's cow we're talking Cowboys-Giants sort of thing here. Bry, hey. Chiefs, Raiders, eh, it's apples and oranges. I've taken Beckham. I've taken uh, uh, I've taken Odell. I feel the same way. I feel like I, I think between gambling, like I would rather not bet on the Giants. I'd, ra I'd pick a player on the Giants, but I don't want to bet them week to week. I don't want to have to root for the team. I feel like at the end of the day, I could root for the player, and it's a hedge, like you said. It's a hedge. Kid. If Odell Beckham doesn't do well, and he's uh, and he's kicking uh, 
is throwing kicking nets on the sideline. Like, I'm going to get a good kick out of that, even though I'm, I have him on fantasy. What, exactly. if Dallas, what if Dallas has a one-game lead and it's te week 10? Well, of and course you got it's terrible. You got Beckham, and you're, yeah. and you're down eight points, yeah. 12 points, and you know he needs to have a big game for you to win, but you have him, but it costs Dallas the, the, the first, spot, first place right. in the division. It makes everything screwed up. Well, look who's walked up here. We're gonna. This guy's gonna answer all our questions about fantasy. Come on in. All right, look who's joined us here. ESPN senior, fantasy football analyst. I can't say enough about this guy. A New York Times bestseller. You have a TV show, the Fantasy Show. You've named yes. It. How did you come up with that name for that? It's unbelievable. We, I actually wanted to call it. Uh, anything but that. Right, right, right. Candidly, but I was outvoted. So I wanted to call it Fantasy Funhouse because yeah. it's like, it's less generic and, you know, we have puppets like and we do dumb stuff and anyway, yeah. but we whatever. probably do three or more shows and, and name one of them Fantasy Funhouse. Right. This is Matthew Berry, by the way. I haven't said your name. Yes. This is going to sound like I'm kissing your ass, but as far as fantasy football influencers, my, my Mount Rushmore goes Marshall Falk, LaDainian Tomlinson, Randy Moss, and Michael Rappaport. No, 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 I'm gonna say you. I'm gonna say you. Yeah, fair enough, I love you that. Made it. Appreciate you just it. made the cut. Oh, just made the cut. Let me ask um, you something. Over here. Rappaport, which is, uh, which is great. <laughs> well, all great names, by the way, including yeah. Rappaport, who's a buddy. There you go, so. that's right. You've come a long way, but now, yeah. you're, now you're friends. We are friends, indeed, yeah. We huh? have, we have found our way. I've done his podcast a couple of times. Right. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Yes. In, with fantasy, we don't have to feel like losers anymore, right? No. Like our plan is to do this till we're 75 years old. 100%. God willing. Like, I don't know if you could last in a league with Rathport until you're 75. <laughs> That's a different pacing, but yeah, okay. I don't right? know that he can. Like, yeah. he, his energy is unbelievable. But, um, yeah, I mean, to your point, it feels like fantasy has finally come out of the shadows. It's no longer nerdy. It's interesting. You mentioned the book. Yeah. So Sal has two stories in the book. All he was right. very gracious to send me two stories all about what a degenerate you were. Yes. One of one, one of my favorite stories in it is, and I remember the year, you have to tell me the year, but it was the one where, so Sal was the commissioner of a league, and this is pre-internet scoring. I mean, this is how long Sal's been playing, how long I've been playing. Some of us are old school nerds on this stuff. And like, you somehow found the number of the New York Post sports yes, editors, yes, his did. home phone number. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tell the story. Yeah, I would, you know, like it is said, like. If you got a newspaper, if you lived on the East Coast, the Monday night game, you wouldn't get the scores until Wednesday morning, right? Right, right, because they, they'd go to print before the right. score and was that in. And sucked, and you couldn't right. wait yeah. that long. You had to know if you won. You had to know. So you had to be resourceful. And I right. got the number. I don't know how I did it. I had a friend who knew a friend and got the editor, the sports editor of the New York Post. Was it, I'm sorry, it was Daily News? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I called him at home, and it was late, because I couldn't wait. I couldn't yeah. even wait till Tuesday. I called him at like 12.45 or something. And he's huh. like, how did you get my number? And I was like, I, I'll never bother you again. And he's like, okay, what, what What do you need? And I was like, I need Hayward Jeffries. How many yards? How many catches? <laughs> right. I'm like, seven for 83. I'm like, okay, good. Oh, one more, one more thing. D did he did he catch any? Did he run any balls? Did he run the ball? Right. Was it an end around? The guy hung up. He's like, don't ever effing call me again. And that was the end of that. This is amazing. Yeah. I, love, I love that you had the balls to like, call a guy yeah. that you didn't know yeah. at home for a fantasy football score. What were you doing back then? How did you do it? You just we did it by that. hand. We did it like right. USA Today would come out every Wednesday. 
Yeah. Sporting News back in the day also would have it, but it was all by hand, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, like you would fax, literally you faxed in your moves. Sure. Well, we had a commission, you would fax in your moves and you would get your, you could sign up either, if you paid extra money, you could get your standings faxed to you. Otherwise, it would come in the mail. Right, right. Like, that's how. That's fun. It was brutal. And then the injuries were weird. Like, you didn't get, obviously, up to the minute. Well, who's going to scratch? Is, are they benching uh, right. for net or not? Like, you couldn't get that. Well, it was, it, you know, it was just a local paper. I think people, people that have grown up in the Internet era can't really appreciate the idea of how hard it was to come up with information back then. And right. so... Imagine if all you had was your local news and your local newspaper. I mean, now the issue is, so back then it was just trying to find any nugget of information. Yeah. Now the problem isn't that. The problem is sifting through all the information, not to go quote unquote fake news on you. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that there is so much coverage of the NFL and fantasy football 24 seven. You know, there's not a league out there where the person in the, where every league in America, everyone in the league follows Schefter, follows Mort, you know, and, and gets all the alerts. And so I don't even need to say their last name. I mean, you know exactly yeah, what right. I'm talking about. Like it's so it's trying to sift through all the information to decide what you believe and what you don't is the key these days. Yeah, that's true. Now you've done a great thing. I love this every year. You put out the hundred facts for the 2018 fantasy football season. And I'm going to laugh so hard when we find out you made these up. Okay. But, but for now, let's No, not. They're all heavily researched. They they're are, all, really? They're all heavily researched. They're all skewed. I mean, as the point of the column sure. is that you can manipulate stats to say whatever you want, of but course. every stat listed is true. All right, let's look at these. And I love this one, and I live by this, yeah. except it doesn't seem to work that much. Last season, quarterbacks went undrafted, more than 50% of the leagues finished as a top 10 weekly performer at the position 89 times. Right. So 89 different times, a quarterback that was not drafted in the majority of ESPN leagues finished one week as a top 10 performer, i.e. a starter, somebody that you would start, because ESPN standard leagues are 10 teams. Yeah. So yes, 89 times that happened. And that's, okay, so you're basically, your angle there is weight on quarterbacks. Because the other, the other important stat there is that a quarterback that was drafted in the majority of ESPN leagues finished as a top 10 performer 81 times. Look at this, I was, that's the next one I was gonna read, wow. So yeah, so that's, that's the idea is that like, yes, it, quarterback is the deepest it's ever been. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait on quarterback. Right. Absolutely. That that's good. Okay. By the way, ESPN's going to be mad at me if I don't mention the Fantasy Focus podcast comes yes, back July that. 30th. That's going to so be there you great. Go. I'm a company man. I'm plugging it. There you go. Listen and to and that. we're going to be on um we're doing a Twitter live show. We're going to be broadcasting live on Twitter this year. Okay. So I don't know who's going to replace me August 1st. Putting me in front of a live <laughs> microphone for a yeah, hour is not a good idea, but um yeah, July 30th, Fantasy Focus returns. You did the whole, was that last year or the year before, or was it both, the uh, the the whole thing, the, the marathon? The marathon. Yeah. Did it the last two years, and we're doing it again right. this year. Yeah. 29 straight hours. God. A lot of Red Bull. Yeah. How do you do it? I You just, <laughs> you know what's interesting is, is that it's actually not that hard. There, there comes a point, like, at 3 a.m. where you're sort of, like, nodding off, uh -huh. but then you catch a second win, and you just, the issue is, is that, um, as I found out, I told them the second year, I'm like, just keep me busy. They're like, oh, we want to give you a break. You know, you'll just do one segment this hour. And I'm like, yeah, that's when you start falling asleep. If you just, if all you're doing is just talking, yeah. like it just keeps you mentally yeah. alert. Can I so. give you, can I give you a suggestion? But you, please you give me any of you don't want. Hour 26, 27, you're off camera, walking completely nude, but sleeping, <laughs> sleeping. Matthew Berry sleepwalking. Be yeah. the, you crash the internet. 100%. I, right? I certainly would, especially if America saw me nude. There yeah. you go. How about this? Yeah. And again, wait on quarterbacks. 
Rivers, Bill Rivers, thrown for at least 4,000 yards and 25-plus touchdowns in nine of the last 10 years. Right now, he is a QB 15. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a guy that over the last, I think, six years has outperformed his average draft position, his ADP, yeah. by at least five spots. Right. So by that, he's probably going to be a top 10-ish quarterback mm -hmm. who goes way late. No one ever likes Philip Rivers, and all he does is 4,000 right. touchdowns and close to 30 touch, 4,000 yards and close to 30 touchdowns. Missing a touchdown, but very uh, tight end, but very deep at wide receiver. Very deep in wide receiver. Yeah. Gordon's a better pass catcher. They like Eckler there. Yeah. Good pick. Uh, Dak Prescott, local guy here. He's rushed for six touchdowns in the past two seasons. I think, Brian, I think you bet him over. Or, Darren, you bet him over two and a half rushing touchdowns? No, Someone I bet had, him over. I you had last year over three and a half. That yeah, was an easy bet. Half. That was like even odds. Was, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And obviously, he's, he's rushed for six each of the last two years. Yeah. But I thought this was an interesting stat that I found on Dak Prescott. Last year, he led the NFL not just of quarterbacks. He led the NFL of all positions in rushing touchdowns from 10 yards out or more. So you think wow. of a rushing quarterback, you think like it's a bootleg, it's a dive two, three yards out. No. So just what are the, what's the repeatability of that? Of, you know, that from 12 yards out, he scampers into the end zone or mm -hmm. whatever. It's, you know, usually that's, that's a running back. So it'd be really interesting to see. I would I don't know what's the line this year on Dak for Probably rushing touchdowns. The they can't make, it, the they same, can't make yeah. it too much higher. Three, two three and, a and a half. half. Yeah, three. Uh, three and a half. I think I would take the under. Oh really? Two and a half. I think I would go the over. Yeah. You know he has Look no at one. Look I'm, 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 Well, I know. So he's going to have to run. run. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, list of running backs with at least 1,100 yards from scrimmage and eight touchdowns in each of the past three seasons. People seem to be down on this guy, but. Do you know the answer? Are you, you know? No, no, what? No. I, Devonta Freeman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, it's, no, the, okay. there was there were I couldn't even hear it. Yeah, yeah. Devonte Freeman. Devonte Freeman. Last three years, like, like there's not a huge ceiling to him, but there's a high floor. Yeah. And this is probably something that is similar to gambling on some level, right? In terms of you know how risk, you know how much risk you're willing to take in terms of, and so I always talk about in terms of fantasy range of outcomes. And I like guys with narrow range of outcomes. So with it, which is, by that I mean, it's just like, barring a catastrophic injury, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be one of the top four quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's four, maybe he's one. He's being drafted at one. But I don't mind drafting him as the number one quarterback. You know, if you're gonna draft a quarterback early, you don't wanna wait. Right. Because his range of outcomes is very narrow. Meanwhile, somebody like Eli Manning could be anything. Like yeah. Eli could be the worst quarterback in fantasy or with a healthy Odell Beckham, adding, uh, you know, getting Saquon Barkley in the backfield, another year of Ingram, Sterling Shepard. In, in Pat Shermer's offense, which is very fantasy friendly, very sure. throw heavy, wouldn't shock me if he's a top 12 guy. Yeah. I mean, so, like, you know what I mean? So I, I prefer, because it's, it's all about predicting the future, I prefer guys with a narrow range of outcomes, even if that outcome isn't particularly great, because at least I know what I'm getting. And so Devontae Freeman is a guy that is somebody who has, over the last three years, sort of very settled into that low-end RB1, high-end RB2. His basement is respectable. Very high B floor. Not, a, not yeah. a high ceiling, but a very right. high floor. Gotcha. A uh, couple more. I like this one. Over the past three seasons, only Antonio Brown has more receiving touchdowns than Doug, Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. Doug Baldwin gets no respect. And you know, I've seen him go like wide receiver 15, whatever. So you think about the Seattle Seahawks. So here's a guy that, like, right, over the last three years, only Antonio Brown has more touchdowns. Right. Um, and he's never been a huge red zone guy. 
No Paul Richardson, no Jimmy Graham. Like, maybe Brandon Marshall has something left. We'll see. I've always been enamored by Jerron Brown, who the Seahawks signed. But honestly, Russell Wilson is going to throw early and often to Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, after this three-year stretch of tremendous fantasy success, is going into, I believe, the best fantasy situation he's ever had in his career. Right? I mean, there's just there's really no one else around there. Russell Wilson has increased his passing attempts every single year he's been in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fully healthy. I understand they think, oh, it was Schottenheimer. They want to go more run heavy. I know they say they want to be more run heavy, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it? it's, yeah. it's always the Mike Tyson thing. Everyone has a plan to, right. right. They want to be run heavy, and then they realize they can't run the ball, and then Russell yeah. Wilson's going to start chucking it. Baldwin seems more of a bu- boomer bust guy until you then look and say, no, he, he kind of spreads it out. Always puts up numbers. Well, you, uh, uh, this may t- shock you, okay. though. That Baldwin's over under seven and a half touchdowns. For wow. What do you it's do? low, right? Low? That, yeah, that, that strikes me as low. Yeah. I like, like, he could be closer I think, to double digits. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would probably project nine for him. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put that bet in for you. Yeah, there you, you go. you got to shy away from Done. that stuff. Uh, one more. And now we'll I, now I don't have to. There you go. God bless the Supreme <laughs> Here's Court. Here's the entire list of tight ends with at least seven receiving touchdowns in each of the past two seasons. You guys know? It's one guy. Bail him out here, Matthew. Who, you know who it is? Say it again. Say the question again. It's hard to hear. Seven, seven touchdowns each of the last two seasons. Tight end. Tight end. That would be... Um, God, I wrote this article a month ago. We're not even at the marathon here. No, I know. Seven touchdowns each of the last two years. It's not. It's. Uh, it's not Jimmy. It's because I hate Jimmy Graham. It would be a. It would be a tight end that I. Uh, tight end that I like. It's not. It's not Doyle. It's. Um, um, yeah, you got Rudolph, it. Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph. That's it. right. Oh, it's sorry. It's Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph, and he also has. Um, he has at least five each of the last three years. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins loves his tight end. Kirk Cousins, one of the yeah. top quarterbacks in the NFL over the last three years in terms of most fantasy points, most attempts to a tight ends. Yes. Right. Okay. Sorry. Let me ask you this. Don't be sorry. Now we get silly. Which okay. number's bigger? Sam Darnold interceptions? Antonio Cromartie kids. Ha! Is it so I guess is it over twelve as well? Right, I was just gonna I'm I, I would I think Cromartie's kids is the uh is the bigger number. You go, oh, so you go under Cromartie kids. Yeah. Okay. Josh Rosen will be named starting quarterback for the Cardinals. Over under third night of Hanukkah. I'll take the under, I think, before really? the third night when of is Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Oh, it's December. It's in December. So, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. So that will be Late. before. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's it for the stupid ones. These guys are bursting at the seams to ask you a question. One yeah. question each. Go ahead. Parley kid. Okay. Listen, we're, we're all uh, gamblers here. We all sure, like sure. to gamble. So we do a lot of research to yeah. really, you know, so we can get the facts, so we can make, you know, the proper bets. Yes, sir. Right? Fantasy is kind of the same way. We do a 100%. lot of research. But how much of it, in your opinion, is it the knowledge versus just maybe sometimes pure luck? Yeah, listen, luck is certainly involved. And like and that goes for gambling too, right? It goes for oh, yeah, like those exactly. you know bad exactly. beats and what have you. Yep. Um but it's the same sort of thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times like there have been an NFL team like where there's a running back by committee. And I've had like an offense coordinator, somebody who's calling the plays who I have a uh, relationship with, and I'll text him, I say, this guy or this guy? And it'll be like, player A, he's had a huge week of practice. We've seen something in the defense that we think we can attack with him. It's gonna be a player A game. Mm-hmm. And then player B, the very first time he touches the ball, runs off a 40 yard thing, and that's all she wrote. Yeah. And then the player A does nothing. And the, the, I mean, that actually happened where a offense coordinator said, 
I'm sorry, man. Like, after he got that 40-yard gain, he wasn't coming out, and we just had to run. You know, so it's just like, um, you know, so, oh, th- so there's only there's only so much. I mean, I've had Adam Adam Schefter and I have talked about this this story before, where an NFL coach told him we have a specific play designed for this person. Yeah. He's going to have a huge thing. He's going to be a big fantasy sleeper this week. Two passes for 12 yards. He dropped his first ball. It was uh, holding on a second catch, and then the quarterback never went went back to him. So it's like um, so to answer your question, it's for me, it's film study, it's research. It's, it's uh, you know, inside information. I have a lot of contacts. I rely on guys like Morton Schefter who have even more contacts than I do. Right. And I say like, hey, when you talk to so-and-so, can you ask them about this? And they'll feed me some stuff. Um, and so, uh, and then, you know, and then you're just playing probabilities. It's same, same, gambling is similar in this sense is that there's no sure things, but all you're doing is trying to minimize risk and put the odds in your favor. Here's the gambling version of that, and I, I won't say any names except for Bill Simmons, who said, <laughs> right. friendly with a GM, an NBA GM, this is many, many years ago. Right. So, uh, last game of the season, teams are tanking all year, certainly the last game of the season when they switch up, you know, when they're talking lottery positions within one, the, the GM says to Simmons, tonight, it's not our game tonight. So we go heavy against this GM's team, and what do they do? They put up 125 ha! points. So, well, my uh, favorite just a bunch of liars out there, right? Well, listen, my favorite fantasy football story of all time. I've written about this in in the book, but Matt Hasselbeck, who's now my colleague at ESPN, plays fantasy football, and uh, and has played with his brother Tim, who does fantasy football now with me for years. When he was the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks in 2009, he drafted it as fantasy quarterback himself, <laughs> and his former Green Bay Packers teammate Brett Favre who then was in his first season as the quarterback in Minnesota. You guys remember, Favre had a monster year that first year in Minnesota. Um, uh, Week five of the 2009 season, Seattle is playing the Jags. Hasselbeck has missed two games with a lower back injury, and the Jags have won two straight. They have a pretty good defense that year. Meanwhile, Favre's been on fire, and they're playing the Rams, who at the time are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. So I will save you the trouble of looking it up. Uh, So Matt Hasselbeck decides to bench himself <laughs> in fantasy. That's the best. And start Brett Favre. Okay. Like I said, I will save you the trouble of looking it up. That that uh, that particular week, uh, Vikings uh, get up big. Adrian Peterson has three touchdowns. Uh, Brett Favre throws one touchdown, one pick, finishes like his QB 18, something like that for the week. Meanwhile, Hasselbeck gets into a shootout with the Jags throws four touchdown passes, <laughs> is the number one quarterback in fantasy for the week, sitting on his own bench. Now, I always say this. Think about this for a second. He knew the game plan. Yeah. He'd studied the film. <laughs> He's in the huddle. He can audible any play. Yeah. He literally is touching the football on every offensive play. He has as much control over an NFL game as any fantasy owner ever and he still got it wrong. Right. So, right. if I were him, I would have had a bad game on purpose just so I could say I made the right move in fantasy. Right? There you go. You don't do that. I, apparently, Hasselbeck has different priorities <laughs> than you. Let me just widen uh, yeah. Parlay Kid's question here. I know you have, uh, have to go. The, uh, in terms of luck versus skill, I've heard you on Stern and talk yeah. about like they got the best of you one week, and you're sure, like, sure. and you have to admit you have to like 
Yeah, anyone could get lucky, and they 100%. won't accept that as an answer. Like, no, no, you're the expert. But what I, I liken it to poker. Like, yeah, you can get knocked out of the World Series. Like, Phil Ivey could get knocked out of the World Series of poker within 20 minutes. But over the course of a year, and you over the course of 15 leagues, will make money. Is that the idea? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, listen, um, yeah, how many times have you been at a blackjack table and, you know, dealers, dealers showing 12, um, you know, and, and you stay on 17 and the dealer pulls the nine, right? Yeah. You know, and, and that kind of stuff. And you're like, what are you going to do? Like more, more times than not, yeah. or even, even better, like, you know, you, or you, you're sitting next to somebody who, who's drunk and is sitting there with 18, like a soft 18 dealer showing like a, a, a three or whatever, a 13. And they the drunk person's like, hit me. Right. And they pull a three. Like I had a feeling. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you're like. I know it worked out, but that was completely Terrible. the wrong move. Yeah, right. And sometimes, like, you can make the right process over results, right? So it's always process over results. Right. Sometimes you can make the right move and not work out. You get unlucky. Sometimes you can make the um, wrong move and get it right. You get lucky. Right. It's what happens sometimes on the Stern Show or in any fantasy football yeah. league. Sure, of course. There you go. Brother Brian, what do you have? So how many leagues is too many? Like, I've had years where I've been in five or six or seven leagues, but then I've dwindled it down to, like, three because before you know it, I feel like I've drafted every player. So, like, it's, what it's, is the right It's number? all personal preference. Are you married? Do you have kids? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, then that's too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry, big oh, or. Unless you, unless you don't love your wife and kids, yeah, in which case right. it's not enough. <laughs> so it really just it depends on sort of your own personal life. Harry's surprisingly not married. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, big Syracuse fan, uh, Matt. Go so, Cuse. Go Cuse. So uh, like I said, I love Syracuse University sports as much as I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Fair enough. So I'm Quick go question look, to you. Yeah. Most frustrating, I've had this debate on Twitter with other Syracuse people, most frustrating Syracuse basketball player ever. Ooh. Fr frustrating. Frustrating. Let me, I'll give you mine and you tell me if you agree. Okay. Scoop Jardine. Drove me nuts. Oh, it drove me crazy. A he would make a play and then turn over the ball, uh, like a, the human turnover, and then yet he would make three plays in a row. You're like, why right. can't that guy show up all the time? Right, right, right. Scoop Jardine drove me up a wall. Lawrence Moten a little bit because he could really? score. He yes. could score. He would great score, but yes. nothing else really, and nothing materialized from them when he was on those teams really. So I don't know. I just think that maybe he just it was just a score, and that was it. Is Interesting. Still a top ten Big East uh, all timer. Uh, he, for might a while. he might be. He might. He might be Moten. But still, I don't know. What yeah. do you have, Eric? Like, I'm gonna go a little old school here. I'm gonna go with if if push comes to shove, and you had to pick a fantasy quarterback and your playoff life de de depended on it, who would you take? Donovan McNabb, Syracuse guy? Yeah, of course. Or Tony Romo? <laughs> if my this? playoff life, and, and mind my you, fantasy I I playoff it. life depended yeah. on it. And on our show, we have a little running joke how I, it's Cowboy fan, Cowboy fan, I don't like Romo, don't like the Cowboys. I love Romo. Uh, I, li so. I like Romo personally. I know him a little bit. Um, uh, but who would you take? Push come to shove. Playoff, playoff fantasy live depended on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with McNabb, and I'll give it for a reason oh. why. And I'll, well, I'll tell you why. Listen, and I love Tony. You know I love Tony. I and know, I, I and I will anything. say this. Yeah. I was, I love Tony, and I will also say that I think Tony is very unfairly maligned. Yes. I think Tony is a was a great NFL quarterback who never had a defense and never got, I think, the respect he deserved. I think had had Tony Romo played he's, he's, with, he's got as many playoff wins. I mentioned as Blake Bortles does. Not his fault. Give him Seattle's defense. Give him the Steelers' right. defense. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a team sport. 
Having said that, mm -hmm. uh -oh. give me a quarter. I mean, I assume we're talking in their prime, right? Yes. Yes. Give me a quarterback coach by Andy Reid. Really? For fantasy. For, I'm not talking last two minutes. Yeah, right, right. I'm talking <laughs> fantasy-wise only. Give me a – because they're both great. Both at their prime, they were both great quarterbacks. But – so with playoff not life on the any quarterback coached by – you're not you're thinking Alex Smith over Romo. But Alex Smith was a top-five fantasy quarterback last year. Okay. Alex Smith was. This interview's over. A, A.J. Feely <laughs> put up fantasy numbers under him. Mike yeah, Kafka put so. up fantasy numbers under yeah. – Jeff Garcia, the ghost of Jeff Garcia, put up fantasy numbers yeah. under Andy Reid. I know people can talk about his time management or his playoffs all the time. No, but fantasy-wise, Andy Reid offense has put up numbers. That's true. All right. That's really good. Matt, thank you for taking time with us. Appreciate it, I my friend. You and, I, you and I played fantasy for a long time. We've been friends for a long we time. Did. I we appreciate you. We were enemies you. for a minute. And it's, <laughs> for a minute. Know, it was because of me. I, I went a little too far. I, uh, it was a good nature right. ribbing. And then I took it. I dropped like a nuclear bomb. Right. Uh, you know but, what? I was immature. I'm very mature now. I'm I very, appreciate very that. Well, you know yeah. what it is, though. But here's something. Yeah. And I think you and yeah. I, you and I've talked about this maybe on stage last yeah. year. But part of the problem is, and this is what I was trying to explain to Rappaport, like, because <laughs> Rappaport is the same thing. Rappaport goes too far. Yeah. And I think what was there is that I had literally never met you. Right. So it's like one of those things. It's like if, if like Simmons, who had put brought us in that league, our mutual friend. Yeah. Like if Bill had said the exact same thing to me wouldn't have cared because right. Bill and I are buddies and I know that comes from a place of yeah. I don't know not love yeah, but I'm you know what I mean but, yeah. but, but and like also tone is lost on the internet tone is lost on the internet yeah. so it's just like it's one of those things yeah. where it's like if you get if you get crap from your from your friends it yeah. doesn't matter okay. like it's, and I said this like on uh, you mentioned it um, anyway I'll, I'll go in another direction <laughs> but I was just going to say you know what I mean like so um, but now that I know, like, you could say the same thing to me right now, okay. and I wouldn't care because I, you and I have been friends for a decade. I can't. We'd have to believe it. Right. I can't even remember. I actually don't even remember either. But I, just, I mean. I just became like a, like, real well, pissy. I just, I well, like, I just remember, I just remember either, I, well, it was either Bill or, I think it was Bill, and I was just like, does Sal hate me? Like, because, like, no, I've never met no. this guy. And they're like, no, 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 that's just Sal. Like, yeah, you just no. don't know his sense of humor. Right, I was right, like, right. oh, okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so that's. I needed to, uh, I was, I think I was in last place. So what else do you right, have? In right. Last place? Nothing but Except trash talk, of course. Matthew, what's the what's the podcast? What it, Fantasy Focus. Fantasy uh, the Focus. Fantasy Focus podcast on ESPN. The Fantasy Focus 0610 starts live July 30th on Twitter. Available at ESPN.com, on the ESPN app, at iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Stream it. He's got uh, books. Check it out. He's on ESPN. He's he's going to be running naked during the uh, marathon in a couple of weeks, and I look forward to that. Appreciate it. All right. Good <laughs> luck with everything, Thank guys. You, Always great Thank to see you, you guys. Thanks for, Thanks for the time. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Thanks to Captain Morgan for setting this up. Shoot us an email, Cousin Sal Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 11:35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifect. I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Now